Hello, and welcome to Midnight Fun, a Twilight podcast. All about Midnight Sun, the latest release in the Twilight saga that's been going for years. I personally was a Twilight teen. I was 13 when I first read Twilight. Nice. Um, <laughs> did you read the original leaked pages? I did, but I don't remember them, and I put off reading them out of respect to Stephanie Meyer. Like, for ages, I was like, I'm not going to read it because she doesn't want me to, and then I got over myself and was like, hmm, I'm going to read them. <laughs> you know what the actual funniest thing is? Is mm-hmm. I did the exact same thing, but I also did it, like, doubly, because yeah. there was this whole thing on Tumblr, because obviously it was Tumblr. There was this whole of thing course. about how you need to respect the artist and leaking art and leaking pages was so horrible and it's so detrimental. And then now I'm realising Stephanie Mayer's like a millionaire, right? Yeah, like, she's fine. It can't have hurt her that badly. Yeah, like maybe on a grander scale it's bad, but I'm, so I'm sure she's fine. And if it hadn't leaked, then maybe it wouldn't have been so popular now to buy it. So, you know, it oh, all exactly. comes around. <laughs> so when did you first start reading Twilight? When you were a teen? So I think I was 13. Nice. I believe that my sister, well, one of my sisters read it before I did and then I read it after them which is interesting because I was always the big reader in our family but I was like obsessed with it so I hung around a lot with the emos at school and obviously all the emos were obsessed with Twilight of course (laughs) how old were you I believe I was 10 (laughs) which is too young that's very young I must have been because it was definitely primary school Mm. which so 10 11 and I remember the my main memory from Twilight saga era days was I read them all right after each other and Mm -hmm. I borrowed them all off my friend who was obsessed with them because everyone in my friend group would buy one set of books and everyone would read them all and borrow them. That's cute. But she would go through Breaking Dawn for me and fold down all the pages that had (gasps) sexy references on them because we used to, I was still at the age where you had to read aloud in school and we would go and do like reading with the teacher one-on-one and obviously I didn't want to read like the sexy yearning pages that was that was secret oh. and we were so naughty for reading all these adult books <laughs> my most vivid memory of twilight was actually before i'd read it but there were two girls at mm-hmm. my school that were like the cool emo girls like they had new rocks nice their mums let them die and cut their own hair oh nice. and they both had stretches in and bear oh, in God. mind we were in like year eight year nine <laughs> So um, yeah. that's pretty extreme. So I remember they were obsessed with Twilight and we had to do a quiz in IT and you could do it on anything you wanted to and they picked Twilight. Of course. I remember looking over and they had the poster up on their thing and I was like, wow, what's that? And they were like, oh, it's um, it's Twilight. <laughs> and then they described to me in detail, you know the birth scene in Breaking Dawn? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. No one needs to hear that and I think that did put me off reading Twilight for a little bit. I was like, oh, not for me, thank you. I'm, I'm good, personally. Fair enough. It was my age of era of being such a fangirl about something that you had to tell everyone about it. So my whole school knew that, like, not me specifically, but my friends were obsessed with Twilight. Our school play had a, it was Oliver, like, classic book Oliver had a Twilight scene written in where I was Alice Cullen and I predicted Bill Sykes killing Nancy it was so ridiculous and you did nothing to save her my god no I we just redid the baseball scene and I got to do my fun little kick in like my jeans and my like white makeup it was it was intense I was obsessed with the baseball scene same with us it was very much like you got um a tote bag with what team you were on it or you got pins oh yeah or on unclosed date, you'd wear your fandom t-shirts. I do genuinely oh, miss yeah. that aspect of being that young and being in a fandom. Like, damn, you just mm-hmm. have everything. I know. 
you grow out of it and it's cringy and then at like a few like years later once you're past it being cringy you're like how cute i'm obsessed with me that's adorable i fully strutted into high school with my little team edward like full satchel bag before i like grew up a little bit and then like got my h&m bag styled by zoella like in year seven i was full team edward satchel bag from claire's accessories oh i see <laughs> I see you were Team Edward. I know. Well, I know that you're Team Jacob, so we're going to have some contentious thoughts, I think. Okay, so technically, technically, I was never actually Team Jacob. I was Team Seth. You know, the tiny, cute werewolf. Oh, okay. I liked him best. I wanted him to be my boyfriend. Of course. And it was very much based on the fact that when Jake goes to that circle where they tell Bella about the pale ones and that. Yeah. He gets up and he goes, oh my god, Jake, I got you some bogus. And I thought that was so cute. That's very And cute. also... The actor that plays Seth, his name is Boo Boo Stewart, oh, and I, I thought know. that was just precious. What a cutie. On the werewolf side, I was a big Paul fan, which is Rogue, and I think what that came out of is, you know when you're like a young teen, mm. and it's like with One Direction, where you all have to pick one in your mm-hmm. friend group, and no one can have the same one. <gasps> like, you all have to pick your One Direction boyfriend. Well, I picked Paul as my werewolf boyfriend, <laughs> so he was my favourite. I don't, does Paul have many lines in the films or anything? I don't think so. I think he just gets angry, and like, Jacob slaps him at one point. Um, yeah, Paul's main thing is ripping his t-shirt in half. Yeah, well, I was a woman that knew what she wanted at age 10. Exactly. <laughs> Shall we get into Midnight Sun? Shall we get into the actual topic of the podcast? Yes, let's. First things first, can we talk about the dedication? Because honestly, I read it and I was like, I'm ready to be a tryhard again. Yes. I'm so emotional. Oh God, same. Do you, do you want to read it? Sure. I will read it out. I'm sure everyone that's listening has read it. Or hasn't, because I, I know that this is a big book that a lot of people aren't going to commit to. It's such a tome of a book. It's huge. I was thinking that it was going to be like Short Second Life of Britannia style. It's such a thick book. It's over 700 pages. Edward has so many thoughts. I read you the dedication. This book is dedicated to all the readers who have been such a happy part of my life for the past 15 years. When we first met, many of you were young teenagers with bright, beautiful eyes full of dreams for the future. I hope that in the years that have passed, you've all found your dreams and the reality of them was even better than you'd hoped. How cute! Thank you, Stephanie. Okay, tell me why that made me cry when I read that. Hmm? Tell me why. I know. I, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm ready to restart my Twilight phase. And I've never left my Twilight phase. Yeah. But I'm very, like, in a fun, critical way of Twilight phase, you know? Would you like to hear my notes? Sure. I have written, big oof, S. Mayer. I have not, but there's been an attempt. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, don't call me out, Stephanie Mayer. So should I make my dreams happen? It's been ten years since I read this book. Shut up. I'm trying, babe. I'm trying. Yeah, and we love that. I know. Katie, to get this out of the way, why do you think you're personally qualified to analyse Twilight? Well, beyond all my years and absolute Twilight stand, putting in the work, having my little Team Edward backpack, being Alice Cullen in our school play, I also wrote my dissertation on Fifty Shades of Grey, which, as I hope you all know, is a Twilight fanfic, and it was a very good time. So I spent basically the three years of my degree many tens of thousands of pounds leading up to talk about Twilight fanfiction and doing pretty well. (laughs) How about you, Liv? So, I also had many years as a Twilight stan and still, I still love Twilight. I will happily critique it and to back that up, I too, like Katie, wrote my dissertation on Stephanie Meyer's work but I actually wrote my dissertation on the Twilight Saga. We love to see it. My good listeners. Just so you know how hard I ripped to shreds the Twilight Saga in my dish. Hell yeah. I wrote my dissertation on the romanticisation of emotional abuse within romance literature. We love it. 
And I wrote mine on why Fifty Shades is sexy. All right, should we get in? I think we're going to do favourite quotes and then maybe a brief summary of the chapter. So I know you said your first quote was quite early on. What is it? Yeah, so my favourite quote is the first couple of lines, (laughs) particularly the thing, high school, full stop, or was purgatory the right word? If there were any way to atone for my sins, this ought to count towards the tally in some measure. I was just like, oh, hell yes. Here's my little bitch boy, Edward. He's back. He's here to just be dramatic. I was worried that, like, Stephanie Meyer might have made some edits, made him grow up a bit so he wasn't dramatic King Edward Cullen. But no, there he is in school doing his best Jughead Jones impression, and I love him. That's what this reminded me of. Uh-huh. I was like, there is a character out there, and I can't get it. I did actually note for that quote. It was in the running for my favourite quote. It nice. didn't quite make it. And I just put mood, exclamation mark. Nice. I got some other, other notes. He talks, he kind of uh, compares everyone around him to children quite a lot, which is a bit yikes. Yeah, that was a big old red flag that I had because right, there's no way to get around the Twilight garbage of um, she's young and he is over 100 years old. So I think you kind of, for like the good of the book, have to go into it with suspending your disbelief entirely being like this is fine he's 17 it's fine but for him to continuously be like the children around him the child bella walked in the children you're like oh so he's aware he's not like me with my 17 year old brain he's very much up front in his these are children vibe and i don't like it i'd rather he did not say that i mean okay you you do say this you say oh you know he's he's super old i'm not being funny Edward Cullen writes like a little whiny teenage boy who thinks he's better than everyone else. Oh, 100%. He's like, oh, I'm so adult and like everyone only cares about stupid stuff because they're born stupid humans and they're so young. And then you get to this little bit where he's reading the minds of his entire family because he's invasive like that. And then they all care about stupid stuff as well. <laughs> Rosalie just there, like, I looked at my reflection and then I looked at my reflection again because obviously they can't get for a deeper personality than that. She has an entire little paragraph where it's literally just like Edward reading her mind and her being like, I am beautiful. I am very, very hot and I love my face. I am so pretty, even prettier than Alice. And it's stunning. Absolutely. And it's like, good for you, Queen, but also yikes like i'm sure she's thinking about other things oh for real so that's my favorite quote from the beginning what was your if you had to pick one out from the book because there are there are many already i've noted down a bunch of quotes what's your all-time favorite in chapter one so far it's very stupid mm-hmm. go for it but my favorite quote is but the bell rang and we how cliche were saved <laughs> i know good (laughs) i think those two quotes fully sum up edward as a person in this book he is just my gosh listeners he is wow he just is i know i'm not really allowed two quotes but going off that one my secondary favorite quote just for dramatic boy edward cullen was to shield Bella Swan from the darker workings of Jessica's mind. Dude, you've just spent so long trying to kill her. I don't think Jessica's the problem. He's like, I'm a bit jealous because she's getting attention. Oh yeah, for real. Should we work onto the chapter summary now? So it basically opens and Edward is being a moody little boy and being like, why does everyone care? There's a new girl in school. I care about much deeper things like pretending to be a human. Then he meets Bella. And then Katie, how does that go? Um... 
Well, he sees her across the hall first, so like, it's not too bad. And he's just like, gee, I can't read her thoughts. And I'm like, well, maybe she just doesn't have any. Maybe she's just head empty, and I respect that. My favourite thing is that he slightly convinces himself that he has dementia now. <laughs> he's like, what if I'm losing my magic powers? Because this one girl has no thoughts. Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> So then he goes to science class. Yeah, iconic scene. And Bella, obviously, she enters. She smells. She comes in again, head empty. Head empty. <laughs> no thoughts, smelling like a snack. Yeah. And so Edward then spends the rest of the chapter, which is a good ten pages, just in homicidal rage. So Edward spends most of the chapter graphically recounting like how he's gonna kill Bella and how or how he's gonna snap the neck of everyone in the room or how he's gonna lead her to his car and it's very dramatic and you know what I kind of liked it I have obviously problems with it like scary scary but I think it's so much better to give this like horribly like graphic description that to be like okay yeah he is a scary dude we can't romanticize this action from in his brain instead of him being like gee i'm thirsty and this girl smells like a snack i quite like that it's intense i did like it my main note for it where he was you know being like i'm gonna drink her blood and rip her face off was this is a very cool way to talk about your future wife that was my main thought on it i know it's like oh you guys don't know you're gonna be in love i know but as soon as this chapter's over you know he's got a switch to wow she's not like other girls one of my favorite lines in this first chapter is where edward talks about his cd his calming cd but doesn't go into what it is and i'm like babe i need the details is this your debussy or are you listening to mcr in your car in the rain like what's the vibe i need every listener to know that edward cullen is based off gerard way nice as a mcr stan myself on brand not many of their songs are calming like the ones that are more calm are really sad right so yeah so i don't think edward's listening to i don't love you well maybe (laughs) i think potentially he's listening to lincoln park sure so whilst edward is busy fantasizing about like popping bella open like a capri sun he's also having his weird feelings about carlisle where he's like my dad who looks like me but isn't my dad carlisle and it's so weird (laughs) I did highlight that bit in my copy and I actually really enjoyed that where he's like, he's not my dad, but basically we mirror each other's facial expressions, which is true. I do that with my sisters all the time. And it's quite cute. Yeah, cute. Although a little bit sexist of Edward. He hates Esme. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Carlisle, my dad. Esme, my adopted mom, who's nice. To be fair, then he's like, I would never want to disappoint anyone who is as nice as Esme. But mostly Edward has daddy issues. Like massive, massive ones. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I need to bring up a quote because I did highlight it and I said is Carlisle God? Okay so he said in my head Carlisle's kind eyes did not judge me I knew that he would forgive me for this horrible act because he loved me because he thought I was better than I was I swear to god a youth preacher said that to me about Jesus before (laughs) well that tracks for Esmeo and her her Mormon vibes (laughs) true it does track but I was also like is Carlisle God? yeah why not basically wait but he's a priest right? Carlisle? oh god I truly don't remember perhaps (laughs) I'm a bad toilet fan, I don't recall. No, he was, and that's how they became vegetarian, because he was like, did I not eat deer in my former life? Oh, fun. I really enjoy that I can't remember where I put my cues or anything like that, but I do remember deep, deep Twilight lore. Deep Twilight lore, yeah. Hmm. I don't remember stuff about Carlisle. Ask me anything about, like, Alice and I'm there. Speaking of, can we talk about all the other Collins who are infinitely more interesting? <laughs> uh, yes, we can. Please, let's do that. Emmett. Good. Stays my baby boy. I love him so much. Emmett, head empty. He's 
so cute. He's so cute. His main thought that Edward picks up on is, I'm mad because Jasper is stronger than me, and that's it. <laughs> My favourite is like, I can't, I don't have to read Ed, Emmett's thoughts because he does his actions as he thinks them. And I'm like, oh, I love him so much. I thought that was really sweet. Imagine knowing someone and knowing that they're such an honest and true to self person that they will just do anything they're thinking. Legit, we love it. And then I thought, I really want to give Emmett a Red Bull and just see him go hog wild. Oh my god. Bless him. There's conflicting accounts of whether like alcohol and stuff works on them. In the films for sure there's that moment on their bachelor party where they're acting drunk but they're not. And I'm sure the deep law probably says that vampires can't get drunk. But like I truly want to see him on vampire equivalent of Red Bull. Just shake up a deer real fast. I'm about to say something. <laughs> Alright, so vampires drink blood, right? Yeah. Maybe if they drink the blood of a person that's drunk alcohol or done drugs, maybe that's how they get drunk or high. Mm. So maybe Carlisle has got a stock of like alcoholic blood. Nice. I very much enjoy the fun Alice Edward Jasper vibe. Jasper should not be in high school. <laughs> Jasper should be at home and like occasionally venturing out instead of like he's here picturing murdering everyone in a fun and casual way and they're like this is fine we'll test it well i do have to say we we live his problematic alarm that bit where he's like he wants to go over and like stroke that girl's shoulder and then lean his lips into her neck i was like oh this is a bit saucy i know a little saucy your wife is right there i don't know if it's just lockdown dear listeners i've not felt the embrace of another person in many moons covid life i like the whole um alice is just monitoring jasper and that's why she's not predicting all the bella stuff not in like a i'm finding plot holes in twilight way because that's annoying it's like it's a YA book just yeah. take it for what it is but in a like it makes sense that she's not thinking about this random head empty girl that Edward's having a weird time with until she focuses on it because she is very focused on Jasper not murdering everyone and I liked her and Edward's little psychic conversations it was a good time yes that was really cute I did like that he was like Alice I need to go home and she was like oh why babe what's wrong and he was like could you perchance look into the future not on Jasper for five minutes and she literally just like Oh, have the car keys. Oh dear. Please, boy, play your sad music and leave. Because she does literally see Edward taking Bella into her forest and killing her. So, like, there is another universe within the Twilight Saga where Edward just straight up murdered Bella on her first day. Yeah. And I look, you want to read it. I want to read the gritty, Taken-style novel of Charlie going out and trying to find the monster that did this and maybe finding love along the way. Yeah. I liked the whole Edward bit before he actually found Alice, where he's like, why hadn't Alice come to find me? Maybe I would have never done it. And then he sees Alice for three seconds and she's like, oh, cool, you would have you would have killed that woman. <laughs> yeah, I actually really enjoyed that part as well because I was like, oh, no, but it's because they're so in love and he'd never actually hurt a person and Alice is there like, wee-oo, wee-oo, nope. get out of the state. It's very fun. I also like that they established early on that Bella is in Alice's visions. I'm glad that they don't do the like, oh, who is she? The mystery for ages. Oh yeah, true. That's within like the first few pages yeah. where you actually learn who Bella is. And it's basically because it opens with Edward just mulling over everyone's thoughts. Yeah. And he's basically like, I can drown out most of them, but because everyone is so focused on one topic, which is Bella. The dream. It's really interesting because he first thinks of her as Isabella Swan, and then he's like, wait, no. And he reads everyone's mind again, and it's like, wait, 
point she's corrected everyone her name is Bella yeah and then he remembers that which I think is quite sweet it is <laughs> it's, it's not a very sweet chapter for Edward for sure yeah if it seems like we've done a very small summary on this chapter it is because it is mostly Edward sitting there thinking about murder the whole book is gonna be mm. that though the whole book yeah. is Edward just having so many thoughts when Bella has zero thoughts and that's why it's so thick for the same story my favourite quote in the whole book like about Edward and Bella was the empty space where her thoughts should be vexed and unnerved me because honestly same that's me like how good what a good quote oh my gosh we love it Katie read this chapter slightly before me and she was like I have to hold in all my thoughts but I can I just say four words to you Edward Cullen dramatic king he is and I missed my dramatic king Edward Cullen so badly I did I also love how he casually brings up his two medical degrees it's very oh my god I can't believe I missed that am I just an idiot I think I just breezed over that part oh my god no he has two medical degrees as soon as he walks into the like the biology classroom I'm paraphrasing but he's like he couldn't teach me anything I'm a man with two medical degrees which is so dumb which I love okay I like that they bring it back up because a lot of the Twilight stuff is like why would they go to high school why wouldn't they go to college and learn different things and I'm like they do that that's what they do they just start early in places so they can spend more time there read the book watch a film I think it's really nice that they like to form an actual community attachment there also it makes so much more sense to be like oh I went to this high school and then I went to this college can you imagine starting uni with absolutely no backstory (laughs) and like then they get to stay somewhere and they can go to like an in-state uni it's nice also I hate all the arguments people are like well they would have just been homeschooled I'm like cool sure but also then there'd be zero plot like there'd be no book then which is what you guys want but yeah also if I was a vampire I genuinely do think that I'd go to high school mostly because I would want to try out every aesthetic my little heart has ever had a desire for oh for sure here's the thing is that I have lots of aesthetics and when it comes to picking formal wear especially I have to choose one and go with that yeah you have to commit having multiple proms I could literally live the best life also, can you imagine how incredible your wardrobe would be? Oh my god, for sure. You could literally wear to school real vintage pieces that you just bought in like vintage H&M. Yes. Okay, also, I'm gonna say this now, right? If this was set modern day, Alice would 1000% have a cosplay TikTok. Thousand percent. Oh my god, probably. She'd just be out there having fun. Mm, and Rosalie would be Charlie D'Amelio. <laughs> she just would be. Oh my god. Living her life. Someone make the AU. Oh please. I just love Rosalie so much. So good. Bit where it's like Rosalie was thinking as usual about herself. Her mind was a stagnant pool with few surprises. <laughs> it's just her being like, I'm so pretty. It's so mean. Not even compared to the humans, because obviously I'm hotter than all of them. I'm hotter than every other vampire and I'm like in what is it like Eclipse that you get the like the sad Rosalie backstory that's Eclipse yeah even in Midnight Sun they're committing to yeah Rosalie's just vapid it's very funny the things that she picks to say that she loves about herself she's like oh my shape is a perfect hourglass and my hair is perfectly gold and I'm like baby girl your only sister is a tiny petite thing with dark hair of course you're the only one with blonde hair are you is she good? Is she okay? <laughs> She's out there like, I'm the only blonde. Like, yes, baby, you are the only blonde. Well done. The only blonde in your one coven. Like, <laughs> yeah, they all have different coloured hair. Oh no, actually, sorry, Jasper's the only other blonde. So she sat there like in the battle of the blondes. I went over Jasper. <laughs> I think you're missing out on Carlisle there, my friend. Oh my God, yeah. Oh God, half this family is blonde and I'm just an idiot. Carlisle's winning the battle of the blondes. Come on. Uh, Carlisle is winning the battle of the blondes. <laughs> and Edward has that like golden ambiguous mm. hair vibe. Yeah, Edward's got like copper. Yeah, Edward, I'm sure the description of his hair switched like five different times. Like I'm sure like in one book it was like, 
golden locks in another book it was like black vampire hair do you want to know something really interesting is um it follows the projection of gerard wave's hair oh my god just pointing that out gerard had black then blonde then red hair and now it's brown iconic outside of the columns who are obviously the best part of the book i also love all of the human friends thoughts it's just <laughs> mike being like bella where's bella where's bella where's bella where's bella and jessica being like where's mike where's mike as if they don't think about anything else and i love it okay so there's this bits where three girls three separate girls are all thinking about bella like non-stop yeah and they all hate her yeah except for angela who's like oh my god she's so shy and quiet almost as shy as me maybe i should talk to her oh angela is so cute but i don't want to look stupid and i'm like you're in love with her my baby angela right you're in love with her yeah we love it Angela writes, and also I love how much it's like, Jessica hates her. And Edward's like, I must protect her from Jessica. How iconic. We love to see it. Oh my god, yeah. No, there's a bit where it's two girls. One of them's like, I bet everyone else has asked her that, but I'd like to talk to her. Maybe something more original. Ashley Dowling mused. Maybe she'll be in my Spanish, June Richardson hoped. Those are two girls wanting to speak to her, hoping that they can commune with her. Those are lesbians. Honestly, to be fair, this is the fantasy of every teen girl. Like, every time I would go to a new school or whatever, I'd be like, I want everyone to love me. And I think that's what every, like, 15-year-old that was the target audience of this book is like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I often fantasised about being able to go to a new school because I grew up in a very small village, which meant there was about maybe 80 people in my final year of college. Like, it was tiny. So the chapter ends with Edward maybe going to go and talk to Carlisle, maybe gonna go and kill Bella. It's casual. It's a good end. He's just like, maybe I'm going to run away forever and say goodbye to Carlisle, or maybe I'll go and crack her neck on the way. <laughs> like, I want to pop that girl open like a can of coke. Legit. <laughs> he just wants to put a straw in her and slurp. He does. Right, now that we've done the summary, can we please go back to one bit that I've got so many highlights over because I was so freaked out by it. For sure. Mrs. Cope. What was that? The receptionist, right? She's so weird. It's like, ooh la la, he's so sexy, but he's 17. And it's like, dude. <sighs> so basically, Edward comes in to talk to this woman and she is literally harangued by thoughts of, oh no, he's too young, he's too young, he's too young. And it, it, it is terrifying. But then Edward devolves into his murder fantasies again and is like, you know, it would be better if I just killed Bella now because then I would have saved the lives of 20 people that I didn't murder before. Which is incredibly flawed logic, might I add. He's like, two people is better than 20 murders, right? If we do the math. Yeah. Like, I wasn't sure it was meant to be, oh, everyone is attracted to the Cullens because they're vampires and the whole everything about me invites you in. Except the way it was narrated just made her seem like a creep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because obviously, he's a high schooler. But it's the fact that she keeps being like, oh my god, he's too young, he's too young. Age lords and approach attraction does not exist in the Twilight universe. We know this from the whole Renesmee thing. Mm, true. And also the whole Edward and Bella thing. It's weird vibes. We live in a universe without morals around age. Yeah. And it's gross. It's very interesting because Edward does even know when she's like, oh my god, he's too young. He's like, wrong. I'm old enough to be your grandfather. And then I was like, okay, that means it is inherently creepy that you go after Bella. Legit, that's what I think about him calling them all kids. Yes, exactly. So basically, the way that you have to set out this romance is either Edward is incredibly old and should be treated that way, 
or Edward as a 17 year old. To be honest, from his monologues, I do fall towards the side of Edward as a 17 year old because I'm just like, you're a baby and you're very annoying. Yeah, like his brain is frozen in development. He has no prefrontal cortex. Like oh, he is, God. he is 17 years old for sure. And like, that's fine. But then he starts referring to all the people as children. And I'm like, no, if you want us to buy into this romance, which is inherently like, that's an issue as a romance. But if you want us to suspend the disbelief, you have to pretend it's not real in the romance of it. You have to pick one or the other, and she's decided in chapter one that that's not what we're doing. Yeah, she's just gone both. Both is good. He's both a grandpa and a baby. Yeah. So I think that just about covers it for Midnight Sun chapter one. There's not a lot in it. It's mostly just Edward mm. fantasizing about murdering Bella and other teens, but it's a good insight into what we're in mm. for, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited to read more. And to wrap up, shall we say our highlight and our low light? Do you sure. like to go first? My highlight is, of course, Dramatic King Edward Cullen and how much he graphically wants to murder his future wife. Mm -hmm. My low light is Jessica having no thoughts, only bitchy thoughts. Yeah, that made me a bit sad. Okay, so my personal Mm -hmm. highlight is um, my quote, which was, you were, how cliche, saved by the bell. Loved that. Very good. That truly made my day. My low light is Mrs. Cope. Yeah, for sure. I thought that entire bit was very uncomfortable and I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah. But yeah, so we have it. Great. Well, that's been Midnight Sun Chapter 1. It has. We'll hopefully be back with Chapters 2 very soon. Mm-hmm. I'm Katie. I'm Liv. Have a good rest of your day, evening, morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. And join us back for Chapter 2. Goodbye. Midnight Sun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro is A4 Vampire by Summer. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with Stephanie Meyer or any of her intellectual property. All views expressed are their own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends.